Hello and welcome to the Simungo's podcast. This is episode 71 and today we're revisiting the topic of wellness and this episode is called Mind, Body and Spirit. Our guest is Dr. Finbar McGrady who's a GP from Northern Ireland. In fact he grew up just a mile from where I grew up. He's also a skin specialist, a triathlete, a musician and many other things and he's very passionate about this subject. Now this is more of a traditional Simungo style podcast but we will put the video of this interview uh, on the Continuous at Mungo's page, which is www.continuous.com forward slash LP forward slash St. Mungo's. I hope you enjoy this lecture. So hello, Finbar. Welcome to the St. Mungo's podcast. Hi, Owen. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Well, look, Finbar, we are going to talk today about wellness and contentment, peace of mind, whatever way you would like to describe it. And we're framing it around mind body and spirit. Now, you've been on a, a personal journey with this for the last number of years. You and I grew up in the same town, but we hadn't seen each other for a number of years. And then all of a sudden, I saw you competing and winning triathlon championships at an international level. And I didn't really, I found it fascinating. And, and I didn't realize it was kind of part of this journey that you've been on. You are also a medical professional. Most of the people listening to this will be too. And there are stresses and strains of that that took a toll on you. And you've been finding your way out of that. And I must say that you're still on the journey, but you're in a much more contented place uh, than you were. And you'll tell us a bit more about that. So we are here today to find out more, a little bit about your journey and some of your tips um, to help us. Because I think we all feel the stresses and strains of life. Um, and we'd all like to be a little bit more content. So over to you, Finbar, if you don't mind just giving the listeners a little bit of a, a background to you and how you started your journey and a little bit about that journey. Okay, thanks, Owen. Well, just to give a quick summary, I was a fit teenager, did my medical training then, became a GP, and spent my 20s and 30s building career and family and, and not really thinking about my wellness or my health or fitness or anything like that. So I ended up, ended up putting on a lot of weight during my 30s, got pretty stressed out with the whole job and having young kids. And having young kids was fantastic. It was a brilliant home life and all that. But, you know, it does come with its stresses and strains. And, uh, you know, the weight was gaining on, the stress was piling on, the skin was looking bad. I was becoming less and less content and happy in my work. And then my, my cousin died, unfortunately, of a, of a brain tumour and he was my age and it was horrific and horrendous time all around. And I kind of hit my late 30s thinking, what's it all about? Why am I in this position? How did I get here? And so I just felt then there was time for a change at that point. So I ended up taking a sabbatical to Australia trying to reset the whole mindset and fitness and everything. Started cycling to work, it was only 5k, got into a bit of swimming, lost some weight and then came home and my sister invited me to join the local tri club, uh, triathlon club and I, uh, with no intention of being competitive, I hadn't competed in 20 years. So anyway, I went to just to keep motivation going, to keep consistency with the swimming and discovered then I was faster than the guy beside me. And then this sparks a, <laughs> a bit of a competitive edge. And almost accidentally then my um, obsessive sort of compulsive behaviours took over and I became really keen on triathlon. And yeah, as you say, ended up doing pretty well at it. But, you know, I ended up doing too much training at that point because really exercise and fitness is like a it's good for your health but it, it, you can overdo it and it's like a j-shaped curve where most people aren't doing enough and hitting that sweet spot can be difficult but i ended up in atrial fibrillation on a, a couple of occasions at that point then i realized look this isn't 
the best thing for me. So I had to take a step back. And so now I really focus on fitness and health for longevity and, and wellness and having more health in relationships at work and trying to get that balance right. So I'm really aiming on that journey that you said. It's all about the balance to getting um, across all of those areas in life. And we'll introduce another concept, if you don't mind, and that is spirit, because we all think of wellness. We, we immediately think physical fitness, mental fitness. And, and I guess in your triathlon career, you achieved peak performance in both of those things. But as you said, you still weren't, you were dissatisfied. Maybe that was the competitive edge, the obsessive compulsive edge, but it led to you discovering or addressing or, or, or going down a little bit further into the journey of the side of the spirit. Um, and I'd like you, if you don't mind, just to, before we get into some little tips and, and, and pearls for us, um, tell us a wee bit about your, your spiritual journey and what that means to the average listener like me, who maybe doesn't fully uh, understand that concept. Sure. So I'm still trying to work this out, Owen, to be honest. You know, I'm still in my infancy with my, on my spiritual journey. But to me, spirituality had connotations of religion. And I always stayed, you know, kept away from that. I just didn't feel comfortable with that um, comparison. So to me then, I, during my triathlon training, I realised I was getting a lot more space to myself. I was swimming and I was on the bike and running. You get a lot of space to let your mind go free. And whenever your mind's free, then you can start to tap into more of the spirituality and and. and to me, spirituality really now is about information that you're getting that's out with your five senses of, you know, sight, sound, taste, touch, whatever. And so it's things like intuition or that sixth sense or just a, a more comfortable knowingness that you're on the right path, you're doing the right thing. And it helps you align yourself to your passions and what you love and really follow what you want to do. So Finbar, I, like probably many people listening, have experienced um, stresses and strains of life. That's just the modern way, isn't it? But I think our careers definitely add an additional element um, that, that, you know, brings with it a lot of persistent and continual stress. So I've, I've always worried a little bit about that, that long-term impact of that stress. And I've never managed to find the right balance, let's say. I'm still working on it too, and that's why I was very keen to do this podcast because I'm keen to learn. I, I, what do I focus on? I, I, I try certain things. I always think, oh, I should maybe run a marathon. That's kind of what everyone does. That's on their bucket list. But then I can never sustain it, maintain it. And and I, I wonder, am I maybe going about it the right way? So I, I was keen to hear what your thoughts, given your experiences, um, what, what should I be focusing on? Well, that's that's your overachiever there, Owen, coming out looking to go straight into marathon running. You know, pick pick something easy, yeah. So I suppose it all comes down to setting goals. And what you said earlier about worrying about the stress that this your life and the job has on you in the future—that's a that's a massively real uh, thing to be concerned about because stress probably one of the underlying causes of many chronic illness. So let's think about what you can do in order to develop that balance, right? So I suppose we should look at it into various sections in our physical life, into our mental health, and then also maybe look, talk about spirituality that you brought up earlier. So thinking about setting a goal for yourself, and we do this as doctors and, and, and healthcare professionals, when we set our appraisals, we look for smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic time bound. Let's think about it in the same sort of way. It doesn't have to be something um, massively world changing to begin with, because for all of these type of changing behaviours, consistency is key and we're looking for progress, not perfection. 
Okay, Fimbor, that sounds great. Well, let's stick with the theme that we had, mind, body, spirit. If we could go through each of those individually and maybe you could give us, you know, a few little starting points uh, for how to, to, to start improving those elements of our life. So let, let's start with mind, if that's okay. Okay, well, mind, first of all, I think it's about getting a bit of space for yourself. So having something in your in your day where you've got that time just to allow space for your own self. And I did this when I was doing my triathlon, swimming, running, biking and that, you get a bit more time. It doesn't have to be that. But it's anything that you do on a day-to-day basis which you can be more mindful of. So that could be something simple like when you're driving to work, turn the radio off and just be with yourself and enjoy the journey. Even though it might not be the best scenery, just be with yourself. Or if you're peeling carrots or you're peeling potatoes, just do that. Don't have the thoughts about the meetings you had during the day running through your head, stressing you out all over again. Do the job in hand. So that's being mindful. Then you can take it on a step further and start meditating. And that's a very um, buzz term these days for people. Everybody's meditating. But meditating is a really simple thing. It's not something that can, you know, you have to be too overly worried about getting right. It can be as simple as sitting for a few minutes, just concentrating on your breathing not having thoughts running through your head. And you'll feel it this, we all have thoughts coming in every five seconds or less, just to try to reduce the quantity of thoughts. When we notice the thought, just let it go, wave it bye-bye, and that will also reduce our stresses. Uh, just on the meditation point of view, I, I, I've started meditating. I did it a few years ago, found it fantastic, and I've started it again, and I'm immediately seeing the impact of it. It is quite profound and sometimes hard to describe. But I remember when I started not having a good instruction for how to do it and not being sure if I was doing it right or not. So for those that maybe are completely new to this, would there be any place that you would go, any apps or anything that that would help people get started? Yeah, go to the app store and look up uh, Headspace or Calm or uh, Waking Up by uh, Sam Harris. They're all great starting places. Yeah, and I use the Waking Up by Sam Harris. So he kind of sits with you and he instructs you through um, a whole month of meditation. And I, I've just completed that actually and I found it absolutely fantastic. So yeah, do check those out. Fantastic, Finbar. So that's mine, some simple things. And, and, and we should say as well, the meditation, it takes 10 minutes. I mean, I wake up in the morning and I, if I have time, not everyone has the luxury to do it in the morning, but you could do it before bed. But I do it for 10 minutes. And it's really, people think they don't have 10 minutes in the day, but you can find 10 minutes of the day. And I think the impact is profound from a personal level. But I think and um, there's a huge amount of scientific evidence now to support it, isn't that right? But there's, there's another thing that you can do, even like, for example, when you're in the car or when you're in a queue and you're waiting, introduce a bit of breathing techniques and that also helps develop some mindfulness and it's also meditative so a breathing technique that i use all the time which is really great particularly if somebody cuts in front of you and you immediately get that rage or you feel stressed by it a technique called box breathing where you breathe in for a count of four you hold it for a count of four you breathe out for a count of four and you hold it for a count of four and repeat that for a couple of minutes. It activates the parasympathetic nervous system. It really kind of um, amplifies the, the, the physiological sinus arrhythmia response. So uh, stimulating the vagus nerve and helping us calm down and relax. Wonderful technique. And a lot of people recommend that in, in stressful situations. So it's not uncommon in emergency medicine. Uh, for people to recommend that technique. Say you're sitting in the resource bay, you're waiting for the, the ambulance to arrive, 
you can try a little bit of that breathing just to calm you down just before you know the onslaught um, is about about to happen. So that, that's great advice. So we're going to talk a little bit about sleep. I think that was your final point in the main section, wasn't it? Um, something that I certainly don't feel I get enough of. Um, I'm sure our listeners uh, probably uh, feel the same. And then there's shift working. There, there's things that we can't avoid, um, obviously, like shift working in A&E and certain things. But when we do get the opportunity to sleep, um, do you have any tips for how we could improve or lengthen uh, our sleep? Well, I think you're, you're you're very right to say that sleep's important. You know, it's where we recover and we repair and regenerate our bodies, and it's essential to get good quality sleep. I don't want to depress your listeners by saying how bad for uh, health that uh, regular sleep patterns are. And one of my biggest tips is to try and have a regular wake up and go to bed time. But if that's not possible, then you might want to start looking at how you can use light as a tool to reset your body clock because it's all about uh, switching on and off melatonin, which helps you get over to sleep. So. If you're in a shift pattern, it's a bit like jet lag, really. You can use light strategically. So when you wake up, get bright light into your eyes. You can use light boxes. I've used one set of glasses for SAD, seasonal affective disorder. that has been very useful for me. So getting bright light as soon as you're up. And then when you're wanting to go to sleep, in the wind down to that, having some sort of relaxation technique and reducing the lights. And interesting that everybody talks now about the blue lights from our phones and devices being really harmful uh, to our sleep. It turns out that it's not necessarily the blue light from them, but it's the stimulation that these devices give us before we go to sleep. So you can use your device before bedtime if it's for something relaxation, re- relaxating, like reading or a wind down meditation, for example, um, rather than getting angry at some news report or <laughs> something that's going to yeah, cause your you. Twitter profile, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't be don't be going on and having a row on Twitter before bed. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, well look that's uh mind. Um let's let's uh have a wee think about the body as well. So body then I suppose we're thinking about our physicality and as you mentioned earlier, will I do a marathon? I would not recommend starting there, Owen, to be honest. What, what, what I recommend people do when it comes to thinking about doing a bit more exercise is to pick something that you enjoy. That's the most important thing because if you enjoy it, you're more likely to stick at it. And consistency is key to keeping any behavior going long term because we don't want to have, you know, build fitness for a couple of months and then let it go. It's about doing it for the long term. This is all to improve our future health and longevity. Now, if you already at that and you want to learn a bit more, I would encourage your listeners to investigate a bit more about how to build strength into their exercise routine because its strength is probably more important for our health and longevity than aerobic fitness. So running a marathon wouldn't necessarily be the best thing. I discovered with my own uh, 12 hours training a week, I ended up in atrial fibrillation. I definitely don't do that anymore. Uh, I overdid it. So getting the right balance there and introducing strength work is really useful. So I've never really considered strength training previously. Um, Where would I begin? What would you recommend? Well, there are certain strength movements which are pretty standard. There's really only five or six. It's a squat, a, a push, a pull, a hip hinge. And I think you can get some apps online and, and follow them. But the problem with those is you don't get feedback from anyone to say that you're doing the technique right. It's very important to get the correct technique. So I would encourage um, your listeners to invest in a personal trainer for a short period of time to even just learn the movements and have some feedback that you're doing them correctly because you don't want to end up injured out of this. So I'd also like to talk about nutrition. That's obviously a really important thing in the body. And 
as you know, Owen, we didn't get much nutrition uh, teaching when we were medical students. Uh, I, don't remember it, I, don't sure, I don't know if they still or if they get any nowadays, but nutrition is so, so important in, in our for our health. And, you know, I've gone deep in this with sports scientists and sports nutritionists was, as part of my journey to become a really good triathlete. But it's not as difficult as it's often made out. Really, we want to eat a wide variety of of mainly plant food there's nothing wrong with meat and people decide not to eat meat for their own personal reasons that's fine if you don't eat meat make sure you're getting enough amino acids or essential amino acids which come in meat and you don't get them from all plants so if you want to be able to get that wide variety of essential amino acids that our body doesn't make you must eat a really wide variety of nuts seeds and plants to get all them in and if you don't you could consider supplementing with um, essential amino acids there's one other thing I want to mention when it comes to nutrition. The food industry really have us brainwashed when it comes to this. And I often look at the food aisles in the supermarkets and see the promotion of uh, cereals for the morning and being healthy for families and saying things in the packets like, you know, fortified with vitamins and folic acid and iron. And just think about that. Why has this company gone to the point of writing on the packet that they have fortified it with vitamins and minerals? Well, the fact is, if they hadn't put those in it, it would not be classified as food to begin with. It's basically had all the content of nutrition pulled out of it in the process of manufacture. So we really should avoid all processed foods where possible. Can I ask your advice on supplements? I mean, if we have a good diet, I presume we don't need a lot of supplements, but would there be any supplements that you think are helpful or worth considering despite um, even having a, a great diet? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, in supplements, uh, I've gone from saying, oh, never take supplements because you get it in your food to using lots of supplements as I was training for triathlon because they can be very beneficial for optimal uh, physical performance. But now on my journey to health and wellness and longevity, what I really use on a day-to-day basis is omega-3s because I don't think we eat enough oily fish, or certainly I don't get in once or twice, but I, the other days when I'm not eating the oily fish, I supplement with omega-3s. And thankfully now they're much more palatable than the cod liver oil our mothers gave us when we were children. Um, <laughs> the other one that I would take, particularly in the winter months, is vitamin D um, just with my pale skin and living in this part of the world don't get enough vitamin D in the winter months and then the other thing I take now I take it on, on from time to time is a, a probiotic I get mo- so probiotics are beneficial for gut health um, you also need prebiotics to go with that and that you'll get that from your fibrous um, vegetables so prebiotics in the form of fibrous vegetables probiotics in the form of supplementation and I work in dermatology mainly now and there's more and more evidence coming out for the benefit of probiotics particularly for things like atopic eczema acne rosacea and more and more in other inflammatory conditions as well fantastic they're all great tips well look let's try and get in a little bit about the spirituality side of things because like we mentioned before you'd done a lot of the physical and and nutritional and 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 mental performance stuff but there was still something missing um even when you were at your peak level of triathlete uh, uh performance so talk a little bit about the spirituality i mean you mentioned it earlier to me that kind of rings of religion but it's not really that at all um, but there are some simple things that we could do as well to address that, which would help. Um, 
Can you give us any tips on that? Yeah, you can tap into it in various ways. And as I mentioned, some of them already, they overlap kind of with the mindset stuff, you know, giving yourself some space and allowing some meditation and free time to allow the more instinctive part of your, uh, an intuitive part of your knowing to come through. There are some specific practical things you can do on a day-to-day basis. I have a, a daily journal, which I, I've been doing for some time now, where I would record in the morning just a few things that I'm grateful for. And these would have to be anything um, big or large. It could be for the the grateful for the hot water that I'm able to have a shower or having uh, heating or a duvet over me, you know, things like that you can be really grateful for. Other um, tools, tricks, compassion, self-compassion. It's a big one. So many times we're hard on ourselves. You know, oh, I had a couple of beers last night. Oh, no, I feel bad. It like just did you enjoy them? Did you have a bit of crack with it? Let yourself have a bit of fun and you don't have to be perfect all the time. And um, we're looking for progress, not perfection with all of these things. So be self-compassionate. Um, and then another one um, I'm thinking about recently is forgiveness and um, being able to forgive. So self-compassion is forgiving yourself. But forgiving others when they have stressed you out or caused you harm that's really relieving and and allows a lot of stress to lift off yourself and it's allowing you to tap more into that spiritual side Finbar that's fantastic thank you very very much I think the key what I'm gaining from this or what I probably felt anyway but you've just reinforced is having small actionable goals or steps to take and it doesn't require a lot of effort requires less than you think but those small, meaningful uh, actions can really make a huge difference. And I think you've given us quite a number of those. Now, if you want more support or want to take it further or you just want more advice, um, where can people go? Uh, can you tell us? Uh, so I have a couple of uh, social media contacts. Now, I've been putting some YouTube videos up for the last uh, month or two. And I'll be adding to those a big one on sleep. And then it overlaps with dermatology, but other health and wellness things. And if you search YouTube for at Dr. Finbar, D-R-F-I-N-B-A-R, I would love your support there. Um, I have a website for my skin clinic, but on that I give a lot of resource out and have a newsletter that I send out every week. It's a health and wellness newsletter and you can sign up for that for free. Uh, that URL is www.dr.com. Uh, drfinbarsskinclinic.com. I'll share that with you so you can put it in the show notes if that's possible. So that's a free newsletter and there's also some courses and I'll be adding some things on health, wellness and even physical things in there. Fantastic, Finbar. Look, well, before we let you go, I'd like to do a couple of last uh, things if that's okay. So first off, if you wouldn't mind giving us a wee skin pearl. So trying to think about a, a thing that it would be called down to the emergency room to see uh, on a regular basis. Um, and that would be the bilateral red leg, particularly an older person who has varicose eczema. And they're often getting treated with antibiotics, thinking this is a cellulitis. But having bilateral cellulitis is extremely unusual, more likely to be a inflamed uh, varicose eczema. So using appropriate moisturizers and topical steroids there can save antibiotic use. Fantastic. And look, one final thing before we let you go, I ask every guest uh, who comes on St. Mungo's the same question, and that is if I could take you back on my time machine uh, to meet your junior self just starting their career. Uh, you've obviously had a lot of wide and varied experience, uh, both inside medicine and outside medicine, but what one piece of advice would you give uh, that uh, young Finbar McGrady just starting their career? This makes this question makes me nervous because I have a big fan of Back to the Future, and uh, you know, you if you go back and you change something, you can re have repercussions <laughs> for your future. But ignoring that, I would go back and tell my young self, you know, trust your instincts. 
because you are good enough already. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. There's one more thing I would tell myself. Do you mind if I do a second thing? Yeah, please. I, I would tell myself, see, when it comes to around about 2010 or 11 or something like that, there's this stuff called Bitcoin that's going to come out. Buy yourself yeah. a, couple, a couple of grand's <laughs> worth of that and hold on Look, to it. You, you quite <laughs> <in> that. <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish someone had told me that as well. Um, look, Finbar, thank you very, very much. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, like we said, we'll put links to Finbar's materials and his website and stuff uh, in the show notes. Uh, Finbar, thank you very much. A lot of great pearls. I hope this inspires people and it's inspired me um, to, 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 to take those little steps to, to, to make some meaningful changes in my life, which I think will help. So thank you very much. Anything you'd like to say just before we go? Consistency is key and progress, not perfection. That's what it's all about, getting that balance. But one final thing I have to ask you, Owen, any word about another song or any more recordings <laughs> coming up? Owen Colgan is the most amazing singer-songwriter. If none of your listeners know, check him out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you download your music. His stuff's up there. It's fantastic. Oh, when are you getting back to it, Owen? Uh, you're making me blush, mate. You're making me blush. <laughs> Well, I probably, I don't think I've ever known anyone. We're about to go into the outro music. The outro music is actually one of my songs from a movie. I did a movie soundtrack back in 2010, and it has a lot of very, very famous um, British actors and actresses and a lot of cameos, um, but it never saw the light of day, but it's just been released um, on Plex, on a few streaming channels, and I think it's going to come on to Amazon Prime soon. Uh, so actually, the soundtrack for this podcast is a song from that movie. Brilliant. Um, with available. So if you if you Google love forward slash loss on Plex, you'll find that movie that I did the full soundtrack for. But I should mention as well, Finbar, you don't know this, but actually I only picked up the guitar when I was 16. And in those early years in my teens, uh, the McGrady family were a well-known musical family. And Finbar was a guitarist in bands around our hometown. And I used to look up to you a lot. And I, I think that you heavily inspired uh, me to get into music uh, at 16, which ultimately led to taking it more seriously. So so there you go. Uh, a bit of shared uh, mutual mutual appreciation. But yeah, actually, as part of my own mindfulness journey, funnily enough, I hadn't played my guitar in nine years and I've recently picked it up again. Just life got busy and stressful, and I'm really enjoying just relearning my old songs. So that's a, that's the spirit side, isn't it? That's Absolutely, that and that's what I passion. think back. Yeah, I think think. Thanks very much for saying what you said there. Really heartwarming, but. I think back to my teenage years playing the guitar and spending that time in focus that's meditative that's contact yeah. you're getting in touch with your spirituality you're you're not allowing the thoughts to take over that that harasses our thoughts during our days constantly harasses and using something like an instrument or exercise wonderful way around that brilliant love it well look Fimora, thank you very much i really enjoyed this and thank you for for giving us uh, your time thank you so many, many thanks to Finbar McGrady for that great interview. This is obviously a subject that we've touched on before, but I liked framing it around mind, body and spirit because it feels like these are three important elements that we need to address in turn for a more lasting peace of mind or contentment. There's clearly much further we can go in each of these. Finbar was just introducing us to some basic concepts today to help us get started. Some of those included for the mind, being mindful, trying meditation and improving our sleep. For our body, it is moderate exercise, including strength training and various nutritional elements too. Wide variety of plant foods, 
uh, being wary of fortified products and other processed foods and considering some supplements. And then for the spirit, things like a gratitude journal, exercising self-compassion and practicing forgiveness with others. If you want to find out more, there are some links in our show notes. Some of the key ones are www.drthimbarskinclinic.com and youtube.com forward slash at Dr. Thimbar. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Until next time, please take care.